Scott, uh, I thought I'd shake things up a little bit in your neighborhood. Oh, <laughs> what did you do? That's well, she that's came not in the tanner. Okay. So I noticed. <laughs> what, what, what did she? What did she not do? I noticed the there were a few people out walking and doing their thing. So I cranked Prince Delirious. I had all the windows down and the top open, and I was singing at the top of my lungs. Everybody smiled at me though, that's and good. she screeched into his driveway. <laughs> I didn't really screech. There'll be a uh, there'll be a reply to all email to the neighborhood association. <laughs> reply. All. I thought might as well shake things up a little bit in this bucolic, uh, quiet <laughs> little not? paradise of scattered All right, hold my beer. <laughs> From cave drawings to family histories to stories around the fire, humans crave order among chaos, connection amid isolation. So. We tell stories. Our mission at the Storytellers Network is to bring the art of story to the masses. Whether you're in marketing, you're an entrepreneur, or you're developing your own personal brand, telling your story effectively can make the difference between celebrating milestones and collecting unemployment. The Storytellers Network strives to help storytellers tell their stories so you can learn from the best. Now, your host, the inbound evangelist himself, Dan Moyle. And welcome to the Storytellers Network podcast. I'm so glad you're joining me today again. Uh, if you are a first-time listener, welcome. You're returning. I can't wait to share this uh, newest episode with you. Today, I have the distinct pleasure of chatting with three people who have a great local podcast here in Southwest Michigan. Uh, these three have worked in radio together over the years. Uh, one of them is still in radio, actually. Uh, and they now host a podcast together. Steph, Scotty Bud, and Diane welcomed me back to their show Southwest Michigan's fake radio show for a fun experiment. Uh, it's kind of like a, a DC Marvel crossover or something or a NBC, ABC crossover. Uh, I got to take over their show and ask them my questions about storytelling. Other episodes go live on Thursdays, so their audience has heard it. Now it's your turn. We dive into, uh, we dive into podcasting as their chosen medium, how it compares to radio, how technology shapes storytelling, and even some personal stories. It's was a ton of fun for us, so I hope you enjoy it as well. And as we get into today's episodes, uh, a little reminder to visit thestorytellersnetwork.com for more episodes, how to contact us, and for other resources to help you tell your story. And that, after all, is the goal, help you become a better storyteller. Uh, there, those are, there are resources there for people that and shows that are really good at giving you those tactical strategies. Uh, hopefully the Storytellers Network as a show is, is a little more inspiration and just to get you motivated. So yeah, those resources are there online. And if you like what I'm doing here, please leave a review. Helps me reach new storytellers. Now, let's get to the story. <laughs> We're broadcasting live on tape from SBM Studios, high atop West Nichil in the beautiful happening city of Kalamazoo, Michigan. It's Southwest Michigan's fake radio show. <laughs> show number 79, y'all. Is it really? 79. Because we didn't do last week. I hate to pat ourselves on the back for shit we're supposed to do. <laughs> no, wait, you don't. Wait, here's, here's a trophy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> However... 79 who thought who to thunk it right it's i had 22 sweet. in the pool <laughs> you we lose blew by that jokes on you we're still coming every week yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. that's right we just show up get out of my house <laughs> it's not that he wants to keep doing it we just keep showing, showing up, up. All, right. all right all right we hope you're finding time today to take mm. very good care of yourself we're so glad you're here welcome if you're joining us for the first time hop on board this is a good show to listen to because we're doing something very special but we'll get to that later i'm diane one of your hosts i'm libra i have a dog named max and two kids and to my right, you might call him the Candyman of the Drones, a leading rock and roll authority in Southwest Michigan, celebrating 30 plus years on the air. He has a dash cam. He's not afraid to use it. By the way, uh, when are those dash cam videos going to start up again? I he put posted one, one up last I week. I put one out last oh, week. I must have missed it. It was not very uh, eventful. It wasn't. Okay. But it pissed me off. <laughs> and he got hammered by and people. He got, yeah. Yes. And I said, shut I'm not taking comments. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting ready to pass this woman, and she busted over into the left lane. Was she singing Prince Delirious? No, <laughs> no. She okay. was listening to, to LRB. And uh, 
and she went <laughs> over in front of me for no reason and then bounced back into the right lane immediately. So that was all I had. Was she texting? No, I don't think so. Oh. But I have the dash cam so that when that event happens. Yeah, you got it. It'll happen. He's right. prepared. Then the shit's going to go down. He's the Boy Scout. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's see. Where was <laughs> I? It's going to go down. Uh, I can guarantee you that his basement is cooler than yours. He's pretty fly for a white guy. He's Scotty Bud Melvin, everybody. Yeah, all right, right in front of me. She's queen of hockey and icon of the local fashion scene. The master of all social media has endless patience with me. I'm a fashion icon right she now. She has a new kitchen with shiplap, but that doesn't mean she thinks she's better than you. She's the wind above my wings and most likely will bring it into noise and defunct. Both of them. She's Steph. Hello. Hello, hello. Hey, y'all. Looking quite fashion iconic right now. We have a great <laughs> sponsor. Scott, you want to tell us about her? Yeah, why not? Uh... <laughs> Glad to have her. Michelle Brown is her name. She works for Remax. Have in, you talked uh, to her, Portage. by the way? Recently? Yeah, recently. I have uh, chatted with her online. Has she liked my little tag for I, her? I, I, did you not bring it up? I did he not bring ask. it up. It well, was not she, an official meeting. If she didn't bring it up, then. <laughs> <laughs> I think we What know. is it again? If you're looking for a house around town, call Michelle Brown. Okay. She's not going to say uh, anything right away. I'm, okay. I'll, she'll get back to you. Her website is brownadvantageteam.com. She works for Remax Advantage and Portage. They're right there on Westridge in front of Sam's Club, in case you're wondering. There's a big old honking billy, uh, building there with 700 Remax uh, realtors. So if you're looking to sell your home or uh, if you are looking for a home and you need somebody, hook up with Michelle and she will help you out. It is a good time to sell. Yes. Right now. Yeah, it is. I got a friend right now so. that's trying to, they're looking at buying a house. Yeah. They have been outbid ludicrously. Mm. That's what's happening, sure. isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Just yeah. crazy overbids right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Great. So, great you can get, like I've told everybody that, that I've heard from her and my realtor friends, if you have a home that's ready to go, not beat up, not a piece of crap, not a fixer upper, it's ready to go. And uh, it's a good time for that right now. And sometimes you're getting more than what you're asking because you get four and five people. And yeah. oops. And they really want it. And they really want it. Okay. This is this special thing going on right now. This is huge. But I'm going to let him explain it. So in the studio with us is a very special guest all the way from L.A. <laughs> Lower Alabama? <laughs> Lansing area. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the incredibly talented and successful host of the very popular and super cool Storytellers Network podcast. He's an author, speaker, marketer, teacher, amazing dad and husband, our longtime friend and guru, Dan the Moyle Moyle. Dan the Moyle Moyle. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm I am stoked about this. We are so this is fun. So I figured your listeners have heard you guys tell stories a, a ton. Seventy not seventy eight. This is seventy nine. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. uh, which by the way is awesome. You avoided pod fade and you haven't just given up. So we did. Is that what it's called? Pod fade. Is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I'm kind I'm kind of in the midst of it myself right now. Like, okay. I've I've got this will be don't my fade. second season. I, oh, I'm not don't going fade. to. I'm not okay. going to. Is there a number? See, but you had to come up with content. Well, fortunately, <laughs> we yeah, just, just show up. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, no, see, you guys, you guys talk. I, I get to ask questions, right. so that's the oh, fun yeah. part for me. Right, that's true. Um, but yeah, it's that whole idea of just you get it to I don't know, twenty was what you guys said. At the I feel early like on. it. Yeah. yeah, eight to ten is actually about yeah. where people really really fade off. Eight really? to ten, they just stop. If I may. Yeah. I have a secondary podcast that I do by myself called Kalamazoo's Podcast. That faded because I got through my first wave mm -hmm. of uh -huh. what I wanted to do. And now I'm only going to do things that I'm really interested in. Okay. Well, that's still So I'm cool. going to be very picky about that. And you now, are going to be picky? Huh? What? Who's... <laughs> And Crazy. since summer's here, <laughs> yeah, see you in November. <laughs> so I know On what you're about. Are biting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, season two. <laughs> but season one was seen. how many episodes? However, however, uh, before we get to Dan and his brilliance and all that, uh, yeah, I did intro <laughs> him. Turns the tables on us here in a second. I do want to have Off each the of the one, two, three of you on that said podcast, so oh. that so that we can tell your story. 
because that's part of my oh, podcast as well. All right. Oh, telling you... the story of people I know have worked with or people who have Wait, are you saying me. you want us on yes, your podcast? Yes, we already discussed this. Yeah, we did. I don't remember that. Because you begged to be on it, remember? I did. You did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I got the sympathy ass. <laughs> yeah. You really... didn't get here till the mid-90s, whatever, <laughs> yeah, sure, come on. Who cares? Anywho. East Sider. <laughs> Everybody has their Side. own story. So that's and that's, awesome. and that's what you do, right, Dan? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. That's the name of your freaking podcast. The Storytellers Network, baby. Uh, right. It's awesome. Yeah. Which is so sweet because there's stories never end. Yeah. Well, never. And, Everybody's and, got a story. What's your dream? <laughs> Everybody got a dream. <laughs> and so many people, you know, want to want to tell better stories, whether you're a business owner, you're, you know, a, a brand of some kind, your own personal story, whatever it is, podcaster, mm-hmm. you want to tell your story better. So I'm trying to help inspire people to tell better stories. There's there's other podcasts out there that will tell you, you know, strategies and tactics and teach you and, you know, Donald Miller build a better story brand. Amazing guy. Uh, Park Howell, the business of story for business storytellers. Great guys. I'm not competing with them necessarily. I just want to inspire by telling stories that people haven't heard maybe. Okay. So I read know. Donald Miller's emails. I'm on his list. Oh, yeah. I don't Who is li- Donald Miller? He's a podcaster. Oh. And an author and a, yeah. a marketing agency owner. And okay. Yeah. yeah, story brand is his whole big thing. Yep. So. Um, and I take a lot of my cues from that, you know, on how to tell a better story as a marketer. So, but my, my whole idea is to inspire people and I just give them the idea too. You know, in my season one was, was writers. So, you know, authors, bloggers, website writers, anybody like that, that, that writes in some way. Mm-hmm. And one of my guests was someone that, that I go to church with that wrote her first book like just a year ago. Oh, really? And I thought this is kind of cool. And it was an inspiring story. She and her husband, just real quick, she and her husband <laughs> lost a, a son at like 13. 13 months old or whatever oh, he was. I listened yeah. to that one. Yeah. Real young. And so she used, she, by, with her faith, got through that with her husband and is now giving back to others, you know, 20 years later. So she's had a lot of time to kind of reflect on that. And so just to interview her, like, she would never have that opportunity. She'd never be invited to Oprah's podcast. Right. So yeah. She right. got mine. <laughs> Sorry, Tammy. <laughs> Oprah the Moyle. Oprah the Moyle. But yeah, so that's so that's my that's my my idea, and I reached out to you guys, and uh, nobody said no. So here I am. Um, <laughs> we wouldn't say <laughs> no. You're the Moyle. Well, Scott might, but he's just grumpy. Well, that's all right. I'm just here to push buttons. That's all right. I, I love. <laughs> I look pretty. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I reached out to you guys. Just said, hey, look, you know, you, season two is podcasters, and I've interviewed some amazing people and some great shows, and I wanted to include Southwest Michigan's Fake Radio show. I'm, I'm a big fan, and just you know. I just wanted to to talk story with you guys. Have you done a a show yet? And I haven't listened to all of them. I know you and I have talked about this. I'm I have like podcast Fatigue? ADD. No ADD. Um, I I start um, listening to one and might switch to a different episode or a different podcast. Complete. I rarely listen to an entire one start to finish. Mm-hmm. I'm not in the car long enough. First of all, okay. And I don't listen at home. So anyway, but have you ever have you done one yet where you've talked to more than one person at a time? No. So this is your first this, time this with is my first time. multiple. Oh, okay. This is my first time. Nice. Yeah. But see, the thing is, Dan comes from such an incredible broadcasting producer background that he's already got all that. He's already got the tools to be able to do all of that. So that's really cool. Well, thanks. That probably is what sets you apart from these other people that start their podcasting because you already have the broadcasting uh, experience and You've been a producer and mm-hmm. you've been, you know, a writer or, you know, copywriter yeah. and all that kind of stuff. News writer. So Content journalist. Creator, yeah. 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 I mean, I'd like to think that's what helps set me apart a little bit. Is oh, sure. I have that, you know. I and think just so, too. I passion for it. I and, love your stories. And plus your personality is yeah. great. Mm-hmm. You're easy to yeah. talk to. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Thanks. You're not intimidating. Like, <laughs> I- you who <laughs> he's not, not even, even paying attention oh, <laughs> right now. Are you jabbing me? <laughs> she was. <laughs> You're taking, I'm taking notes to make you sound better. So, Are you? <laughs> I didn't catch what you said. <laughs> I said you're intimidating. There's an irony there. <laughs> I said sometimes you're intimidating. I didn't. I can't. I'm. Hello. <laughs> he's busy. All right. He's playing. He's got his shandy. He's, he's good. Right. We'll be right he's back. Good. <laughs> so I want to start with you guys. Do you so? We're talking storytellers. Do you guys consider yourselves storytellers? Each, any, each of you, any of you, all of you? I Who don't. do you want to answer that? Yeah. Uh, whoever looks at me. Scott, what do you think? Um, I do sort of, um, only because I'm in the radio business. Yeah. And I used to be a pretty decent writer 
of things, but not so much anymore. You know, used to be on the morning show, uh, high profile, lots of shit going on, <laughs> lots of writing. I would write everything I did, pretty much, any bits, any songs, any, what else helped me out? Commercials. Uh, I was known for ranting, <laughs> silly uh, rants. Was. <laughs> no. And uh, uh, was. so in that sense, yes. Yeah. But in a weird, offbeat, kind of a Saturday Night Live comedy kind of a sense. Yeah. Not so much a true, serious, sit-down, structured storyteller. Right, but what we do every week on the mm -hmm. podcast is tell stories about true. our week. True, so yeah, we true. So we do tell Very little mini... Yeah, mm -hmm. we tell little mini stories yeah. about our life, and I think sometimes that's what I... That's what I want to hear from other people. That's what... I mean, you see these reality shows and you wonder why they're popular at all because i've never been into them but i think in terms of a podcast we're kind of we let people in mm -hmm. we let people into our lives and it always surprises me when we were on the air and when we're doing this podcast people pick it up and then they follow what's going on with us right mm -hmm. and i've done the same thing listening to people's podcasts and listening to the stories of their lives i gravitate in terms of podcasts i gravitate towards the people who tell stories of their lives and, and what's going on like <clears throat> what's going on on a day-to-day -day basis yeah. you know like little a little peek inside uh, somebody's life and it Maybe to them it's mundane. Yeah. But it's something that we share and it and can so get I think mundane. We tell little stories. Yeah. I had a blog, have a blog. Mm -hmm. I no, don't blog. Steph is a great writer. But, mm -hmm. uh, well, okay. Uh, I, please accept he that. Has, he like, has interviewed great writers. <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, to I'm, me, you're I'm, a great writer. Not in that category. I loved your um, blog. And so yeah that's exactly what diane just talked about is what my blog was it was my way of telling what happened either over a day a week <laughs> towards the towards the end of it it would be once a year that i would <laughs> post so you had um, blog fade i had i had blog fade i did yeah. really i think what happened is i know exactly what happened first of all life got busy mm -hmm. but it also became less fun for me because of the pressure I put on myself, I felt like I had to create content and that's instead of live life. And that's where I drew the line for me. I, I got so consumed with living life by what was bloggable, blog worthy. Mm. And it, it, I put too much pressure on myself to come up with stuff and it, it sucked the fun right out of it for me. Do you think that's I stopped? Do you think that's a challenge with storytelling? Is if you're pouring into it personally, you all of a sudden I think it can be become your story. Yeah, I think that absolutely. I think it depends on the personality. I don't. I I think there are people whose personalities that probably wouldn't bother them at all. That's probably part of what drives them to be really good at it. Mm -hmm. Um, I just that wasn't. I was. I'm not wired like that. I guess. Mm -hmm. I, Put you know, and uh, putting too much pressure on myself isn't it? But it, it's it was exactly what you said. Pouring so much of myself into, instead of just living life, I was living life to create the blog, and that was that lot that I recognized that and went, this isn't fun anymore. So I I found for me, it's better because I had a blog for a while as well. Mm -hmm. It comes and goes, and I find that it's better for me to do it when it becomes something happens rather than every Tuesday and Wednesday right. and Friday, I'm going to do this. Then it sucks. Mine For was me. never that structured. Right. Yeah. My, yeah. yeah. But, but like if I do it when something cool happens, I can bust out something entertaining. Uh, you know, even if it's a couple of little quips or a very short thing, um, then I find the quality is better. So it's a quality over quantity situation. Yeah. yeah. That's how I am. That's because yeah. I, I can remember on the air physically writing things every day. It got hard to force yourself to do it when there's nothing there. It'd be like, oh, we got to do another rant today. Well, what the hell? Nothing's going on. But <laughs> And you got to pull it out of your. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. it's seven in the morning or six in the morning and I got nothing. 
But if it's something that happens organically or accidentally, now I now it's coming out and I can't stop it. Those were the mornings you had to poke the bear. You knew he needed to rant, and it was. Like, I was just going to do say all the stuff to right. piss him off, and, and just I to get him scribble. get him in the mood. Yeah, it and was <laughs> equally as hard for me to keep all those bits coming. <laughs> well, we could go behind the scenes if you want, but I, I, some of the, my favorite. You know, one, for me, I like to fly by the seat of my pants. I, know. I like to just no. come out with something like, "I never saw such a thing." Right. I never heard of such a sausage. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. That's yes. a little inside. It is. Right. I'm following a little bit anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I can just hear it. We should probably do that one some other time. Right, right. So radio is obviously a, a tie that binds us. Right? Yes, you, exactly. You guys, yeah. you guys have been in radio. You're still in radio, Scott. Yep. Why go from radio, which people might think of as like the big media behemoth, and that's, that's success, to uh, podcasting? Is there... A difference is there you know what well let me answer that quickly because i quit my job <laughs> yeah, true so i didn't this this podcast and i'm not going to make this overly i couldn't possibly make this overly dramatic this podcast saved me hmm. i was in a very bad place i had quit my job for a marriage and then got divorced and the job that defined me so I let the marriage define me and the job define me and both of them were over and I didn't know what to do and I was I didn't know what to do because broadcasting was me I loved it you know for a long time singing was what I wanted to do. And then when I kind of fell into broadcasting, when I came home from being overseas and I, my band was still there and I fell into broadcasting, it was only a few months after I came back from Japan that I went in and talked to Ed Sackley and I got a job doing overnights, you know, part-time and then overnights. And then when I found myself not in radio and without an identity really for yeah. me I was in a bad shape I was in bad shape and I thought I'd always wanted to do a podcast and I talked to Scott and Steph about it for a while but then it became a point where come on guys can we please do this because I need it and I need to have that outlet and I need to not that this defines me now I'm okay and I've <clears throat> learned how to you know roll with it and everything but going from radio to podcasting that was what do I want to say? That is, that was, um, it's what I had to do for myself and to have that connection and to feel like myself again. So that was me, but Scott is still in radio. Uh, so you're probably better to answer that. I don't know about better. I tell people, and this podcast was her idea, clearly, as she just said, because um, she and I tell people they they ask, "What is this podcast you do here?" And I have to tell them it's with you. It's with Diane and Stephanie. I worked with both of them, but not at the same time. Right. Mm -hmm. Diane wanted to do it because she wanted to get back behind a microphone. I did, and yeah. that's what I tell people. And so that's kind of what you said. Yeah. And, and, and so that's where we're at. My difference is, and I enjoy doing it. Um, but wait, I also needed that connection with you two because it's good for my soul. That's <laughs> no, it Aww. really is good for my soul. You guys are a huge part of me bouncing back. Yes. Like a huge part. Anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, that's, that's cheaper than therapy too. Very so. nice to hear. Very. It's been it great. Is, yes. Awesome. And I haven't even started charging for studio time. So <laughs> and that's gonna Yeah, that's gonna oh, hurt. Listen it's to our so nervous laughter. So for people who don't know for, for people that don't know, radio has gotten to where it's not like it was twenty years ago. Mm -hmm. It's now owned by three companies. They're all bankrupt. And they all don't know how to run themselves because they're all run by idiots. Yes. So that's where the radio world is now. Right. It's Except sad. Except for the handful of mom and pop shops that are still locally owned around the country. I work for one of those. So technically, I get to do what I like to do or want to do as far as my show. I don't get bugged a lot for my radio show. If I want to go on tomorrow and play 50 Van Halen songs and said, I'm a great Van Halen fan, here we go, they'll let me do it. I couldn't do that at a corporately owned radio station. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, radio was very structured. 
It has lost its excitement. It has lost its uh, theater of the mind over the years. It's lost a lot of intangibles that are hard to tell people who aren't inside the radio world. So doing a podcast, you get to do whatever you want and kind of pretend it's a radio show. Exactly. Which is why every yes. comedian in the world has a podcast. Yeah. Secretly, they wanted to be on the radio. <laughs> Secretly, they enjoyed being guests on radio shows, even they all, even though all comedians badmouth the morning guys and think they're all idiots. Um, and so when you do your own podcast, you spend 500 bucks on some stuff, you put it in your computer, and you upload it to the internet, and you say you got your own show. Mm-hmm. You get to do exactly what you want to do. It's what so, radio used to be like. It used to be that yeah. way in radio. It used to be very creative. They used to let the people be creative. Thank God we were in it when it was somewhat exactly. like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, staff was kind of in. I was at the, the tail end. The tail when it, end. It, of, it, it, yeah. Everything got corporate and watered down. And, and then just, Janet Jackson's boobs popped out. Janet Jackson's boob popped out. And that was the scene. end of it. Yeah. The boob that ruined it all. Grand. It the did. Opening, the next closing. day, yeah. it was horrible. And so the difference between radio and the podcast is you get to do the, what you want on a podcast. There are podcasts that are very niche. People talk about fishing for barracuda. That's the podcast. Or, you know, Stranger Things, the podcast. Yeah. You know, whereas radio is now you have to read this thing twice an hour. You have to do this once an hour. You can't talk too long in a minute. There's your difference. So it's a theater of the mind is what you're saying, which yeah. I, I love that. Yeah, I loved the yeah. theater of the mind radio stuff mm, back in the too. day. Me too, me too. So side note, you mentioned the, the fishing podcast. Uh, I'm going to go real deep here for a second with Scott. The, the the connection you gave to me for Kevin Van Dam mm-hmm. uh, worked out. Oh, he was good. on that guy's show. Oh, good. As he was like, I owe you a steak. Right. <laughs> okay, I'll take a steak. <laughs> yeah. But if you're doing a fishing show, give me some fish. No. Yeah. Um, so some, yeah, so that con- those connections are, are amazing. Yeah, someday I'll get Kevin on. He's 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 a busy, busy guy, and I got to get him when this fishing season's over, which is like, I don't know why you're looking at me. November. That is December, one sport I don't follow. December, January, yeah, somewhere. Are you proud of me warm. for calling it a sport though? Yeah, that is one sport I don't follow. I just said <laughs> I need I, proper credit for that. I understand. Okay, well done. Thank you. Well struck. <laughs> Well Thank done, you. good and faithful servant. <laughs> <laughs> I try. <laughs> so yeah, so the, the theater, the mind idea, you know, the you get to be a storyteller where you want, how you want. I think that's a great reason to be in the podcast medium. And like you said, Scott, it's not that difficult to get into, you know, to be great at it or to to build this big empire like some people have. Right. Oh, but, for sure. You know, but to get into it, you anybody can do it, which is good yeah. and bad. So. And this can <laughs> become anything. Yeah. yeah, you know, like if any of us had the time to really pound the pavement and go out and get sponsors and get you know and do all this, this could be huge. And maybe someday we'll have the time to do that and you know broadcast from downtown. And and we've done a live broadcast. Maybe we'll do another one. Maybe at Louis coming up again. You know, but Let me know. you know, yeah. That was fun. I, oh, that was <laughs> so much fun. That was so much fun. But that's just it. The podcast can be anything. Yep. We are not held down by anything. Right. You can make your own rules. You can do whatever you want. It's not that expensive. The only problem we have is time. And we're three adults, two of them with kids. Uh, Mine's in college, so I don't have to sweat that too much. But it's a, you know, we're all busy every night of the week. Yeah. Diane's busier than hell. (laughs) Um, So is Steph. I mean, between. She's in the car all the time, back and forth, Battle Creek. Steph's got two kids that are never home. Yeah. Uh, freaking <laughs> playing something every night. Me, I'm laying on the couch in my underwear. So <laughs> maybe that should be a podcast. Fighting Thanks. the raccoons. <laughs> Fighting raccoons. Thanks for getting off the couch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. I wish you would have put shorts on. That's <laughs> fine. I do what I can. That's the, the thing about our podcast is we're going off the rails already. <laughs> That's That's right. The thing about he our had pod- to have expected it. The thing about our podcast is we had a jump head start to to the whole thing because we all have knowledge of sitting in front of microphones and producing something yeah yes as as the same with dan obviously we're comfortable on a mic so so we didn't need that i mean but if you do listen to the first few i mean it took me a while to get back in the old saddle (laughs) scott said he was going to take those down um i don't want to take them down i know yeah yeah, i know not at all i i blame myself though because technically they sounded terrible Mm. because i accidentally left the laptop microphone on while also recording through the mics. That's why they sound terrible. 
That's right. Yeah, he in still the first beats himself yeah, up, and Diane and I are like, well, whatever, me, it dude. It was just content, and whatever. I was nervous about being back on a microphone and everything. Yeah. I hadn't been on in a long time, and yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm glad you all are back. Oh, well, thank, thank you. you. So how do you think uh, s- social media affects storytelling? You guys have gone from, from radio, oh. blogging, you know, writing, uh, stuff. you do stuff for marketing and things. Yeah. Um, how does social media right now affect that craft of storytelling? I think feel like social media has affected it. Uh, social media has done a lot of good things. You're asking this question in a time, though, where I'm... I, I, <laughs> my my view on that specific question is that social media has given everybody a voice, much like podcasts. Like you said, it can be good and bad, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like people are utilizing social media to tell the stories that aren't necessarily interesting uplifting, positive, or all that creative. Mm -hmm. It's given people a license to bitch. And so their story oftentimes reflects negativity or a bad experience or, and not all of it, not all of it, but I, but so it's harder to, to weed through and find the golden nuggets because there's so much out there. That's not that there's so much noise now. So much noise. And I don't even mean like on traditional media. I'm not even talking politics. I'm not even talking that. I'm talking normal every day to day. The kind of stuff you would blog about. uh, The kind of of stories I used to blog about, which were things mostly about my kids that I thought were funny or memories of, you know, things from my childhood or whatever. And those stories, I, I feel like are harder and harder to find because everybody's telling their story, um, their instant story, their right now story. And it's 140 characters instead of character development or story development. So I think part of the craft, social media has taken part of that creativity away. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. But Uh, I think true stories, somebody's true story when you dig, like dig deep, is still gold. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and like when you dig deep, I mean, like Steph said, there's so much noise and so much clutter and everybody's got a voice. That's why podcasts like yours, though, are so good and so necessary because you want to dig deep. And I've talked about this before. One of my projects I want to do, it's like I hate the term bucket list, but it's on my I really want to do this before, you know, my time runs out is I want to be able to provide a service to people where I go in and interview their grandpa, interview their uncle, get that on tape or, you know, not on tape, but you know what I mean. <laughs> get it, get it, uh, do a video of it and talk to them and really, really talk to them. Have them put some pictures out and we talk about what's going on. I wish I had that with my great grandpa. Mm-hmm. He was full of stories and now... They're still a part of my memory, but I just wish I had that. Stories are so, so important. Maybe now more important than ever. You know, it's funny you say that because I, because of social media. So I was just sort of negative Nancy on the social media part of this. But if it weren't for social media today, I would not have seen a post from Kalamazoo Public Schools. Maple Street School at some point this week had a Holocaust survivor in. And he was talking to the kids at Maple Street, uh, and his message was, don't be the bully. If you see somebody getting bullied, you know, he told his story, Mm -hmm. um, and if you see somebody being bullied, be the kind, be the good, go go and stop the negative and be positive. And it was a touching story. The kids were hugging this guy. I mean, it was was adorable, and I never would have known that story— were it not for social media. Well, and think about this. Now you can download all your data on Facebook and all your data on Instagram. Let's say something happened to me and I was gone tomorrow. My ki- my life, so to speak, has been documented on Facebook, at least the highlights, yeah. since 2008. Mm-hmm. So my kids can download that and... And look at it, 
You know what I mean? Yep. It's like mm-hmm. an online diary, so to speak. I mean, yep. but we're not putting in deep thoughts on on Facebook. Some and unfortunately, are. the one some the post are. I just made <laughs> made wouldn't be yeah, some people, wouldn't be the best thing on the planet. <laughs> My kids riding dirty. <laughs> Come on, mom again. God. Oh. <laughs> Dot com. That's funny. Uh, yes. Oh, However, don't go there. That's got to be a site. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that may, be, that may be some, a way that social media has changed it because now yeah. our stories are documented somewhat on, on social media. Yeah. That's Heck a great yeah. point. That's a great It's funny you mentioned grandpa and uncle. Because this summer I'm going to get a camera and I'm going to sit down with my grandfather who's coming to town Do from it. South Carolina. And on my dad's side, his brother, my uncle, is the, the oldest right now of his siblings. Mm. I'm going to interview him too. So. Yeah. Do yeah. it. Awesome. And you'll always yeah. have it. That's and you'll awesome. be so happy that you did. Yeah. I just wish I had. It's a huge regret of my life because, God, I talk about my my grandparents and my yep. everybody to my kids. I'm like, gosh, I wish you knew them. My grandfather, my dopper, he yeah. was the best storyteller oh. he, in my lifetime. He's the best storyteller. Let me ask you a question, Dan. Yeah. Do you feel that the we're losing the art of storytelling? Like she just said, dopper was the best the best storyteller yeah. ever. And I felt like mm-hmm. that about my great grandpa and my grandpa Vonovich. Do you, how do, what do you think about the art of storytelling? Do you, is it alive and well? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. Absolutely. Because I, I don't think, first of all, social media will not overtake the act of sitting down and crafting a story. Whether, right. Whether it's writing, whether it's talking, whether it's interviewing, whatever it is, it won't take the place of that. I do think also, and I've as I've interviewed some people over, over the, the last year here at Storytellers Network, I've heard again and again that social media, when it when it has to be 140 characters or has to be a you know 10-second video on Instagram or whatever, 15, whatever they are now, you have to be more creative sometimes. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can just mm-hmm. sit and bitch about your life, like you said, Steph, and, right. and just and use all your 140 characters on that. Okay, fine. Yeah. But there are those out, out there, those people out there, those creatives who are using it in a very creative way. And so it's creating this new craft of storytelling where you can do it in 140 characters. I mean, you know, the, the, the urban legend, I don't know if it's true or not, I, I, I can't find if it is, the shortest story ever told was from Ernest Hemingway, <clears throat> right? Uh, ballet slippers... For sale, never used, or something like that. Like mm. it tells oh, an entire story yes. in like six oh. letters, six I've words. I've heard about huh. that. And supposedly yeah. it was Hemingway. Now I'm not. I've tried yeah. to look it up, and all you can find is Wikipedia, and don't trust that. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, so so you can tell a story succinctly, uh-huh. and some people are doing that. Now yeah. I do agree though. What Steph said is is that whole negative side of things. Right. I try to really uh, craft my social media intake with following more positive people right if i see a bunch of negative i'm just gonna hide you i may not unfriend you but i'm right. gonna hide you yeah um i follow like good news network oh which, yeah you know that mm-hmm. kind of stuff um even just this week i mean that story of that kid that that struck out his friend oh that was so touching because mm-hmm. he hugs him like that's so awesome. touching so things like that i think social media really kind of adds to the storytelling world i agree i wish i could i wish i could glom onto that more i find myself using twitter for meanness <laughs> where although my today's tweet was a funny one about drinking a lot of beer this weekend because it's yes. going to be 95 yeah that was funny and I wanted to do a partnership with Lina Googles for Summer Shandy but they don't know I believe know you it announced yet. it I, yeah, yeah I was going to say I, I said I, they don't know it yet but we're going to partnering yeah. with them this yeah. weekend so I thought that was somewhat clever it was and yet funny and blah 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 but I do find myself jumping into being mean sometimes just because it's instant yes it's like you think about it I think this is stupid or whatever. Bang it out. You can hammer it out. And in five seconds, you have gratified yourself <laughs> that you did it and it's up and somebody's going to see it, damn it. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of that is. And I'm still 85% radio personality, so I still have to be that guy. And that's what I'm wanting. Well, you want to come up with something snarky or pithy right. or something like that that's, that's going to... That's kind of what I'm known for. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm I'm on this... Right. Tightrope where I still want to be the cool blogger drone uh, photo guy, but I'm still 85% radio guy. Well, none of us want to so, put out so something walking, lame. Uh, right. Because we're all former no. broadcasters. I right. mean, you have to, like, you have a certain sense of, like, well, I can't throw out something lame. Yeah. Because yeah. there's so much, there's 90% lame on Facebook. Right. My my beef with the social media thing as far as storytelling is concerned is nobody takes the time to do stuff anymore. Whereas I used to hammer out 
it used to take me an hour to write a one minute bit that was going to be on at eight o'clock and at seven o'clock and I got to get this thing written and it would take me an hour and I would write it and literally scribble, cross out, scribble, cross out. Now you can do it in 10 seconds. That's what the social media thing is. Boom, 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 boom. So in that sense, it kind of sucks because now you've got a whole generation of kids who, and that's what worries me is the generational thing. You now have an entire generation of kids who, don't know cursive they don't know half of them don't know how to type they'd rather text than talk all they know how to do is use their thumbs on their cell phone i'm worried about that hey my wife's in her 40s uh, she doesn't talk either she texts are you kidding me i'm <laughs> she, gonna give her a she, really hard time she's an introvert she doesn't want to be on the phone yeah well, i had dinner with a friend but, of mine last night yeah, and we were guy. talking about how I, I i get annoyed like i can text the short texts back and forth or like Steph <laughs> and Scott and I a little bit snarky. Shut up, bitchy. No, you, shut up. I'm sorry. Snarky. What by I mean way, is bitchy. By the way, snark, snarkastic. Yeah. Snarkastic. That I like that. Snark, awesome. It's snarky and sarcastic together. I like it. Snarkastic. It's freaking awesome. Tell her where you got it. Oh, Gilmore Girls. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Don't tell anybody I watched that. Snarkastic. Right. Yeah. But the thing is, I'd much rather pick up the phone. If we're getting into a lengthy conversation, I'm I just call. Yeah. And then if they don't pick up, I'm like, really? You're She's texting done that to me. me. Yeah. She's done that to me. Call pick me. Pick up the phone. Yeah. I can't, can't. always. Sometimes I can't. I, can't. I mean, some people can't. Yeah. Uh, you know, if the texting I'm in is my easier. office with, you know, three other people, right, right. I can't pick up my phone And right if that I'm second. at work, I've got a text, yeah. you know, but... I don't, I'm not a fan of texting at all. Yeah, technology, like any tool, can can help or hurt. Yep. It yeah. all depends on how we use it. Yeah. You know, yep. I think generationally, there are some concerns, but I also see some great things in the millennial generation and Gen Z. You know, like, like you know, our kids are not even millennials. They're gen, Generation Z, whatever that's going to be called someday. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but you know, like my it's kids, crazy. both storytellers, they're writers, artists. You know, of course, neither of them have social media either. So maybe that's the... Oh, that's, wow. the key. Maybe that's the trick. Um, really? Yeah, they're twelve and thirteen, and no social media. Wow, yeah. good that's for you. pretty good, dude. Um, but you know, Gracie's I, on Instagram, so is Jude, but he doesn't really use it much. All of Ava's friends are, but she knows she's like no, nope. and and she and she says hmm. I don't really want it. There's too much crap on there. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. So that's good. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, and I and I've had uh, quite a few millennial generation people work with me, work for me. I've interacted with. Man, there are some creative, amazing people out there. Yeah, right. So, so true. It's you know, on different ways. Yeah, yeah. A lot of video people now. You yeah. know, people think they're going to live on YouTube the rest of their lives, yeah. and some will, but very small percentage. Mm-hmm. But you do have to. Your creativity does have to come up in that. So that's yeah. one. You know, one good thing at least. This is a conversation, definitely for another time. But if you could go back to the time, like, remember when we would have to rip and read and we'd have to splice tape together and, mm. and all this kind of stuff, would you go back to it? I would. Mm. I, I'm not a big fan of, I mean, we've had it, the internet and all that kind of stuff, the internets. Um, <laughs> the interwebs. The interwebs. I wish we could go back. You know, I was talking to June and Grace the other day, the other day and um, give, letting them know, yeah, it was tough when I was in Japan because I just had a payphone in my apartment and, you know, my parents couldn't get a hold of me. They didn't know what I was doing. There was no FaceTiming yeah. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have, you know, I didn't, ha- I, there was no email. So I couldn't, yeah. you know, we couldn't keep in touch. But I'm not so sure that things are better with what we have. But we have to be careful too, don't you think, that of nostalgia taking over. And we think about, gosh, it'd be great in the good old days when we all rode horses and we didn't have pollution and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but think of the horse crap that you had to smell no, everywhere. I know. And so, yeah. like, right. there's pros and cons to all there are, of it. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely you know? That's right. why I always say the internet was the greatest thing ever invented and it was the worst thing ever invented. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, Scott. That's <laughs> Other than perfect. the pocket fisherman. Right. But. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> So for me, talking to to some of these storytellers, you know, we all have our milestones in life. We all have our our goals, our bucket list. Uh, We all have our our careers, whatever this this looks like for us. Making it means something different to everybody. And this question doesn't mean, I I don't want to frame it in the sense that you've made it and so you're done, like done striving, done whatever. But what milestones have each of you gotten to? Scott, I'll start with you. That kind of made you feel like, look around and go, man, I've kind of of made it in, in the world. Have you gotten to that point at all? Have you been able to look around and say, you know, man, this is cool? I, 
I have in one respect, and it wasn't while I was in the middle of it, because I had a 15-year run where I was at a very successful morning show um, from 1990 to 19 or to 2005, and it was a really good run. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for those who don't know, it was it was a it was a very highly uh, promoted and active morning show. Okay, and these two were part of that the last 10 years. And in the middle of it, I didn't think about it that much. Once in a while, you'd have a moment where you'd be like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. But later on, after I got canned unceremoniously, another podcast later we'll do on that. I may do that one solo so that nobody can interrupt me. But anyway, uh, <laughs> that was not nice. It wasn't very, it wasn't called for. There's a lot we could add. <laughs> that, was, that was tweetable. Uh, later on, uh, when I started thinking about stuff, there were a few moments where I realized it was it was a successful venture and I should be happy that it happened. And a couple of those things were, I can remember early on where people would meet me or I would meet them and people started repeating things that I had said and that was one of the first things that got me a little freaked out yeah I said that a couple of years ago oh yeah I remember you said blah 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 and I'm like why did you remember that (laughs) and people did that a lot you know and that to me was one of the first things that that I found that was satisfying yeah you know and it happened quite a bit, you know, over the years. Yeah. That was neat. It was a very popular show. I mean, yeah. so, I grew up listening so, to it. Oh, thank you. Before you I, before up. I, well, before, <laughs> wow. before I got to the radio station. He just station, called you yeah. old. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I've got those too. Oh, I get that a lot. Yeah. We still I get that. I still get that. Yeah. Like, you know, we listen people, to you on the bus. Yeah, we listen to you on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> the attorney where I work now, the, 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 the in-house attorney <laughs> counsel. He said that to me. He's like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'd listen to you on the bus so or think when my dad and I were driving. high school and college and law school since then. <sighs> Thanks, Steph. I love you. My, my stock answer was always. Wow, it just got real. Can you hear it this? Did. Would you like me to turn Don't, out up for that. you? It's good. My, <laughs> I'm glad there's no video today. <laughs> yeah, why aren't we videoing yeah. this? Yeah, okay. I don't know. Yeah, It'll be a multi-camera shoot. Yeah. My, my stock answer to that was always, your bus driver let you listen to our morning show? Yeah, yeah. I know. That was, well, that was yeah. always going through my head. I never wanted to say that. but. <laughs> so what do you think yeah. for you guys? I mean, there was, has there been a point? I mean, and gosh, Diane, you've been, you mentioned earlier you were in a band. You yeah. were in Japan. You've been in radio. I mean, have you looked around your life at any point and said, man, this is pretty charmed? No, because it just <laughs> went downhill. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> She peaked at 23. No. <laughs> yeah, that's a sad thing. You know, uh, I'll I'll think about the times on the end. I feel like Lola, she was a showgirl a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a little bit depressing, but the but the uh. upside is that I there's so much more I want to do. You know, I had this conversation with Brian Vanderark in the studio one time. He had to reevaluate what making it is, yeah. you know, because they went to the top. Yeah, they went to the top. He was in a movie with what Jennifer Aniston was a rock star. Was rock it rock star? star? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And they did all that, and then they were they saw a bunch of people on the way back down, mm-hmm. right? And then it took a while, and now what he's doing in fact when i talked to them he had just started the lawn chairs and living rooms thing i love that yeah, yeah. i love it too and uh just start coming back and they have children's cds mm-hmm. that they do but they do so much more and the verve pipe now is bigger it it, it their, their show is unbelievable i saw him at 20 monroe live and i thought oh my god compared to the shows i watched at club soda this is mind-blowing and mm-hmm. it's mind-blowing so he had to reevaluate what making it is he's and i thought and I think I've said this to some of my musician friends. It's like you get you're part of the one percent of the one percent. You get to do what you love, what you're passionate and you're surviving and making a living. And you get to do that. You may not be on MTV or whatever the litmus test for that is now. You may not be, you know, on talked about on page six or TMZ, but you have made it. 
You get to do this thing that's so amazing. I say that to all my musician friends that are working regularly. Now, for me, I miss singing. That'll always be like in my heart, but I'm not a, a singer anymore. You know, I am to my kids, but um, I miss broadcasting. I really do. And so I still have so much more I want to do. So, in terms of making it, no. But I did feel at one time. I mean, the same thing Scott did when we were on the show. I thought, wow, this is the shit. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel really good. I loved it. I loved what I did. I loved the morning show. It was such a huge part of me. I really loved it. And that's why this makes me so happy because this is all the best of it right here. Well, and and don't you think, I mean, reevaluating what making it looks like, redefining it you know mm-hmm. you you've you've had the chance to travel then you had two wonderful kids oh my god who are just yeah. amazing I human change beings anything. And, and you get well, to maybe something <laughs> <laughs> two things. we all know here, here and yeah. there but you know now now you get to <laughs> now you get to record and broadcast with with these two and like yeah and, and be with your kids you're not you're not waking up at you know four in the morning yes to go to the state like like you're you're good although right? if we were given the opportunity the three of us were given the opportunity to do a morning show the way we wanted to do it i would beat <laughs> them down until they said yes <laughs> i would be okay with getting up at three o'clock in the morning i would look beat at them uh, look at i them. would beat oh. i would beat them both down i would be relentless <laughs> i'm like let's do enough. it I, if they did true. if they if did they though did. i yeah. would it would be it, again, it would be like, you know, it was fun. But again, that's a little bit of the Lola. She was a showgirl. <laughs> I love that. So and for the right. record, for the record, I would do the morning, a morning show again. Yeah. He's... Yeah. But whoever would, would you do ask, it with us? Yeah. Hell yeah. But we'd have to be paid it, enough. I gotta would, find, we gotta I would, start a station. Let's I would turn it. it. Yeah. Well, I could buy one right now, but I don't have five million. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so I want to know. So my, my my big Barbara Walters moment in broadcast. The big question: what what scares you or whatever the, the question is, right? Mine is this: if you could only tell one last story, and you couldn't tell any more stories, what would that be? What would that look like for you? What would that? How would you go out, Steph? Oh man. That is, I hate that question. I hate, I you hate, hate his favorite I question. I hate his favorite question. Well, it's because, and this kind of goes back to, I didn't, I didn't answer the last question, but this question ties into that, the making it. I have, in my life, never been tied to, I don't know what making it is, because I'm not wired like that. What does it mean to make it? Um, my, if I only had one to- story to tell again, does it really only have to be one? Can it really only be See one? See what she's doing? I don't know. See, this is the on the side. She's this is the, the Sally rules and me. To your this is the on the side. This is the on the she's side. She's ordering off the menu. But here's, it all doing. ties together. She's ordering in a way that the chef didn't, didn't even, even know, know how good it could be. Yeah. It's true. Here's the thing. I made it the day I had my children. That was my making it. I was meant to be a mom. Literally. That I was meant to be a mom. My if I if there were only two stories because I have two kids that I could that I could tell. It would be to sit each of them down and tell them how I felt the day they were born. That would be my story because I've never felt like that. Uh, and not just how I felt, how their dad and I felt, because yeah. none of that would be. I wouldn't be where I am or who I am without him. But haven't you told them that story? Um, I don't, I don't know. You but sat it, him down it and doesn't. Said, he didn't say it had to be a story I'd never told. I know. I'm just saying. I, I'm. I don't know. To be perfectly honest, I don't know if I. I, I feel like it might freak my children out oh. if I if I told them how very much I my world revolved really? around them. Uh, yeah, you can wait. And wait. how powerful it was for me when i was when they were born and it'll mean more to them if you tell them later yeah because they'll understand more i'll get the eye roll right now right. yeah you'll mom, get the you eye roll. what's for dinner we get it right. i agree it hurt got it like you know and i know dad? that's it's anticlimactic that's not a very compelling that's story but that is that no, is i can understand that, that. is that's, i mean it's well, you put a lump in my throat. I mean, that's a that's a story that you would want to. I mean, it's I, the it most is. powerful thing. I love it. It also, I think, is why my blog, why I got such joy out of it, because it was. My, I mean, you know, my kids are 
they inspire me every day in different ways. And I know I don't show it every day because I can be a <laughs> raging <laughs> lunatic mother. And I understand that. <laughs> but they but they really are what motivates much of what <clears throat> we do. And I there are people that say, oh, your kids shouldn't be the center of your world. And they're not. The, I am my own person. I mean, you guys know me. I'm not. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I am my own person. Right, but are. they but they inspire me to be better. Yeah. Oh, that's a great last story. Diane, how about you? What would your last story be, do you think? <clears throat> a lot of it has to do with... I'm going to cry. <laughs> Good. Of course you are. Good. Here we go. Now we're on Barbara Walters. Or Oprah. Here we go. So what Steph said, um, my kids have been so along the same lines. Um So life didn't really turn out how I all, you know, people say to me, oh, you're a singer. Or you were on the air. But all I ever really wanted to be was a wife and a mom. And that didn't really turn out exactly how I thought it was going to. But my kids were like the three musketeers. And we've overcome a lot of the 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 sadness or the things that have happened in our lives and um and they inspire me every day and so the greatest i think what i used to i think what i used to think was the most important thing um i had such dreams you know but really, it's that love. It's really all about love. Mm. And the love that you give each other. And, and the love that you take. And please don't think that I'm quoting the Beatles. <laughs> but, it's, uh, but it's true. When it comes right down to it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And to me, that means that you've made it. Yeah. Gosh, that's, I mean, that's a great place to be at home. Yeah. I mean, I could say more, but I just don't want to get into a, a sob fest. And, no, but was... it's been really, it's been quite a journey. And that's a great last story to tell, especially to your kids. All right, Scott. Uh, what will be your last story? I'll go a different direction. Um, <clears throat> I think if I was going to tell one story, I enjoy telling the story how I met my wife. Because when people, you know, people are around the dinner table or at the bar, and they're, how'd you guys meet? People that don't know, yeah. a lot of your close friends know, but there's always one or two people. So I always like to look at her to see if I get the okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, which version are you going to tell? <laughs> so I would probably tell that story because I get a kick out of it. And the main reason I get a kick out of it is because when we first met, she did not like me at all. And that's the fun of the story. Because right. awesome. <laughs> I turned her. <laughs> Somehow. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. awesome. So, yeah. That's so, cool. you know, she thought I was a dick. And then uh, a week later, uh, it turned out to be okay. <laughs> but I knew I was in love with her in like two seconds. So <laughs> That's beautiful. Aww. I had to work that's for awesome. it. <laughs> we, all, we all do. <laughs> I wear this ring that I got uh, a couple of years ago. It's it's really powerful to me. It says, own your journey. Hmm. And I still feel like all of us, um, maybe back in the day, our parents or their parents, you know, our grandparents felt like after they had done, you know, had the kids, bought the house, you know, maybe they felt like their story had been written. But I don't feel that way. I feel like I have more story in me. I still feel like my journey still has yet to unfold, you know, and I feel that about all of us. We still have so much more to write, mm -hmm. you know. Well said. That's all I got for you. Thanks so much for the time, guys. What? Uh, where's the best way to find either each of you individually or all of you together? Southwest Michigan's fake radio show? Well, SWM uh, yeah. fake radio. At gmail.com and then also yep. on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Steph SWM really keeps that radio. together. So even though you wow. hate the social medias, you're on them. 
I am. I feel like we <laughs> just this, had a workout for, for my job. I am on social media all the time. I, but I, you're bringing the positive, so. I, I wasn't. I <laughs> rejected Twitter for like two or three years, and then I realized <laughs> it was free to promote my radio show, <laughs> and that's why I got on Facebook. Or, I thought Facebook originally was for 13 year old girls, which I think it was originally, but I, I jumped on there just no, because Facebook it was free. No, Facebook was the Facebook. Remember, it was college. Mark Zuckerberg yeah. and the, the yeah, what, Winkle yeah. Voss or true. whatever twin. That poor guy. No one yeah. ever oh, talks God. about him anymore. Right. And then on my radio show now, I always tell people, if you want to get a hold of me, you can call me and I give the phone number and no one ever calls because no one wants to use the phone. <laughs> and then I say- I'll call you. No, don't call. I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's going on? And then I always say, and unfortunately, there's a hundred other ways you can get a hold of me. <laughs> <laughs> Which well, is true. And, and you wonder why sad. they're not reaching out. I know. I'm such I a, mean, just a pain <laughs> in the ass. There's a podcast that I listen to every single day. It's called TBTL. It's out of Seattle. They record it every single day. Mm. And I, you know, I love it when we get email from listeners telling us what our podcast means to them. You know, yep. I've had I've always had a thought like I wanted to write the guys on TBTL and go, dude, you have no idea. You got me through some of the toughest times in my life. There were times when the day was so bad that just making me happy was listening to their podcast and escaping for a little bit. Kind of how people would listen to us on the radio when we used to be on, you know, it used to be a good start to their day. Mm -hmm. And I think I love hearing, I love hearing from the people. Do you like hearing from the people that listen to your podcast? It mm -hmm. always makes me happy. Yeah. I, I wish there were more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So do we. That's where PodFit so comes we. in. Like, is right. listening? No, I do. When people tell me, you know, I've had uh, guests, Tell me when I listen to this episode or that episode, I'm thinking, seriously, you listen to it before you came on? That's awesome. Um, other people reach yeah. out to me. Yeah, it's 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 great connecting with folks. Absolutely. So still, it's the human yep. interaction. It's Absolutely. the human yeah. part of it. Even though we do all this, even though we do all this stuff. Speaking of human interaction, yes. Scott mentioned it last uh, last podcast, but the big gig tomorrow night, our friend Keith Hall, he offered to let Scott sit in, and Scott's not going. That's a what? joke. It's at the Union tomorrow night, Tri-Fi, all the way from New York City, Keith and um, Matthew and Phil, and uh, you have their album... Right there. Right here. Scott's yeah. got one thing he can play. Why would he sit yeah. in, in front of a crowd at the union yeah. and do that to himself? Well, I was talking to Keith and he goes, radio royalty. <laughs> <laughs> I told him I've never played with anyone else. Can they do Back in Black? Because I can do half of Back in Black. Yes. But we're going to make this. This has to be a podcast event. So anybody that's listening. Oh, I mean, so we download it on Thursday. So it's tonight at the union. Tri-Fi. If you listen to the podcast, stop out at the Union. Anybody want you to stop out, say hi. I'll be there. Uh, Cindy, I'll be there with Cindy. And hopefully nice. we can get Casey out. Hopefully we can get you out. I think I'm busy. Right. I swear, oh, I think I was I'm gonna, busy. All right, anyway, <laughs> but anybody, we need to get out there and, um, and hang out. That'd be fun. Also, he's there Friday night with Nishone Holloway. And then he's... Tri-Fi's doing a gig at the Sheridan Four Winds Potter's Lounge. I didn't even know that was a thing. And then our friend Lana, she's yep. at Webster's Friday night. Nice. Yeah. So great gigs Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night all around town. Tell Keith, Keith, thank Hall. you. Yeah. Seriously. He thinks you guys are great. I, I, Thanks, Dan. It was fun. It yeah, was. Dan, thank fun. you so much. Yeah, I appreciate it. I hope the listeners enjoy hearing y'all's stories. And our listeners, the Storytellers Network, the episodes come out on Mondays. Yep. And this is the last one of season two? Uh, I've got two bonus ones. Two. Look yeah. at you. Oh, bonus yes. Can you say who your bonus guests are? We thought about that. Yeah. Bonus or material. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bonus is uh, Jordan Harbinger is one okay. of them. He has the Jordan Harbinger show. Used yep. to be on The Art of Charm. Big, big podcast with podcast yep. one. And then another That's one awesome. is um, David Mead, who oh. is a coach. You know David Mead? Yeah. He's a, a coach for Simon Sinek. And as a co-writer for Simon, with with Simon Sinek, nice. I asked for Simon. They gave me David. Wow. Yeah. He was a great interview. yeah, yeah. So that was a lot of fun. So those two are my are my bonus for season two. Yeah, awesome. You know, you could do that for listeners. You could have them um, send like for really good listeners. You could just give them the bonus material through the email. Although, no, yeah. what? Put them Nothing. on, on I'm Patreon. Laughing. Are you That's laughing Scott. because of the time? I'm laughing because Scott said he had 102 in the pool and what look is at it? the 102 oh. right now. <laughs> 
I appreciate it, guys. I love y'all. Thanks for having me on. Man. Thank Thanks you. so much for being in the studio. Please uh, listen to the Storytellers Network with Dan Moyle. It is so interesting. You're going to love it. We thank you for listening. Like we said, you can find us at SWM Fake Radio on Facebook, SWM Fake Radio at gmail.com if you want to drop us a line and tell us that you're listening. We love you. Take really good care of yourself and your heart. We'll talk to you next week. All right, there you have it. Thanks so much to my guests, Diane, Scotty Bud, and Steph of Southwest Michigan's Fake Radio Show. Appreciate you letting me uh, crash the party. And I really appreciate the opportunity and love your show. And hey, listeners, if you want some, some personality, some Michigan-focused stories and an hour-long escape, check out their show. I love it. Uh, the links for that show and the peoples involved are all in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode of the Storytellers Network, please consider sharing it all over. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, email, text, send a note. Just tell somebody in the street about it. Anywhere you can share with other storytellers is always appreciated. And please consider leaving us a review. In fact, here's one from Dr. Jason Brooks, who has his own leadership pod, leadership podcast. It's a great show, too. Uh, I was fortunate to be a guest on his. Uh, listen to it. I love the, the power he brings to the world in leadership. And, and Jason says about this, uh, Dan has a passion for bringing out the best in people, his relaxed and natural style of connecting is a breath of fresh air and the stories he brings through his episodes are motivational. I'm challenged to be better and do better every time and look forward to each conversation with Dan. Thank you so much, Jason. Coming from a fellow conversation guiding podcast host like yourself, Matt's high praise. And if you enjoy the show, you can leave your review there as well on Apple Podcasts. Or if you want to send me a note, email dan at interviewballet.com. Until next time, here's to telling our stories and having stories to tell. Cheers.